0: Five, four, three, two. This is the
1: Come On Network podcast. Come On Network, it's on the come up for sure. The best Pittsburgh-based podcast available. Is that so? If you're committed enough, you can make any story work. I, I once convinced a woman that I was Kevin Costner, and it worked... Because I believed
2: it. Making-up, bringing you the latest in Pittsburgh and national sports and entertainment with guests and a plethora of co-hosts. Can we get a come on? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on.
1: Come on. Come on. Come on.
2: Come on. Cleansing. Come on. Come
0: on.
1: This is where the fun begins.
0: f a Cotton. f a
1: The Pittsburgh Steelers are 1-0, having defeated the Buffalo Bills, an AFC favorite 23-16 in Week 1 action at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. Now it's time that we react. Welcome to Episode 74 of the Come On Network podcast, presented by Primal Instinct Pre-Workout by Palocas. Check out Primal Instinct Pre-Workout by Palocas. Your best is good enough. Be sure to use the code on. That's C-O-M-O-N for 15% off at checkout at polocus.com. That's P-O-L-O-K-U-S.com. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and to rate our podcast and or leave a review. We're on various podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and more. You can also follow us on social media at come on network on Twitter and Instagram. That's C O M O N N E T W O R K. And on the web at come on.network, with our blog hot takes the pot episodes and our merch store. That is at come on.network backslash store. Kyle Dawson, Donnie, Tredrick, Jack Kilgrove with you to help put a bow on this Steelers victory on the road in week one. We'll talk our thoughts and takeaways, turning points and play, players of the game. As we get back into it here, into the groove in week one, Steelers reaction begins now, Donnie, with our general thoughts on what was uh, not a great game the whole way through for the Steelers, but in, in the end, a very, very good win for this Pittsburgh Steelers team in week one at Buffalo.
0: Well, the way I look at it is that coming into the season, none of us, you know, you, me, Joe, Jack, you know, any of the other guys involved uh, with the network. One guy today picked the Steelers to win, and to be quite honest, uh, I think he was just picking them as a Pittsburgh homer. You know, I don't think he really had any backing behind the Steelers beating the Bills. Uh, So I'm quite happy with the result. Uh, The numbers weren't phenomenal for Ben. Uh, They were okay, 18 of 32, 188, a touchdown. He didn't throw a pick. Uh, He didn't turn it over. You know, his QBR was only 28.6. Najee Harris wasn't phenomenal in his debut, uh, but some of that has to do with the offensive line. And I thought uh, watching the game early on especially that, you know, maybe there should have been some more concern put into that offensive line. They had their moments, but as a collective unit, uh, I did not think they played very well uh, beyond those moments that they did have. And that happened to be enough. Uh, The defense was phenomenal. Um, You know, Josh Allen still threw for 270, but this day and age in the NFL, you're going to get that, especially when a quarterback throws the football 51 times in a game. He had 21 incompletions. He only threw one touchdown. They sacked him three times. Uh, Devin Singletary had 72 yards on the ground. Uh, So Buffalo did run for over 100 yards as a team. The this, this, Steelers held these guys in check, and they made the plays when they had to, and they were battle-tested through this one. It was 10 to nothing at the half, and kind of similar to that game we saw last December. They didn't look great. They didn't look lively. The defense was getting after it a little bit, but we knew the offense had to step up on their end. In the second half, we got a little bit of a step up on both sides. The defense played even better than they did in that first half. And the offense did what it had to do to make plays, get into the end zone. Uh, And then, you know, the blocked punt was a huge moment. That is surprisingly not my turning point of the game. I know we'll get to that in a few minutes, Uh, but I don't see why any Steeler fan out there can't be happy after this one. You know, sometimes you win ugly. Sometimes you got to take that. The bottom line is the Steelers went into the building of a team that is a hot Super Bowl pick, probably the second biggest favorite out of the AFC to go to the Super Bowl, a potential MVP-caliber quarterback in the making, and they shut them down. They won the game. That's the bottom line. The Steelers are 1-0. Well,
2: boys, I will take things I didn't expect to see from the Steelers today for 2,000, Alex. Um, an absolute stellar performance in the second half for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was refreshing and encouraging to see Mike Tomlin and company make necessary second-half adjustments to beat a team like the Super Bowl-contending Buffalo Bills. I still hold them in that category. Um, But, and especially in Week 1. I mean, they came out in the second half guns a-blazing and adjusted where it needed to offensively to propel itself Uh, propel themselves, I should say, ahead of the Buffalo Bills and win the game uh, 23-16. I thought that it was just an unbelievable effort from the defense. I don't think we've seen this defense with the core that it has, the Haywards, the Watts, the Fitzpatricks, the Haydens, this core I don't think has played better ever. Um, It was the best defensive performance of the day for sure. I know we still have a Monday night game going on and a Sunday night performance to kind of unwind as well as that game wraps up. But like I said, I think this was the best the defense has looked all day. I think it might be as best the defense looks all season. I know that might be jumping the gun a little bit, especially in Week 1. There's a heck of a lot of football left. But this defense is awesome, and it showed itself why it can make the Steelers uh, an AFC North contender and maybe even take them on a deep playoff run if it gets to that point. A lot of football left in the regular season, obviously, but the defense showed up and showed out today. The offense got out to a slow start. I mean, what are you going to do? When it comes to Dan Moore, those of you that listened to the pre, uh, the, the preview episode for this and thought that I was crazy for what I said about Dan Moore. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Happy Gilmore, if, if you know the reference. But I, I walk back on what I said about Dan Moore. He looked rough. Um, I, I think when it comes time for Zach Banner to come back, he will, and Dan Moore will scoot to the bench. And, you know, I think he's going to be – I'm not calling it off for Dan Moore's career, essentially, but I think he's going to be a little bit more of a work in progress as opposed to a guy like Fryer Muther Harris uh, who – who are going to be impact guys right away. As far as my plus and minus goes, uh, I put some players into that category. Uh, Oh, and before I get to that, I wanted to talk about, too, I think the offense got off to a slow start because Matt Canada, you know, it's a new system. Ben's got to learn it. The rest of the offense has to learn it. And plus, too, Matt Canada's calling plays from the booth. That's unlike any NFL offensive coordinator that Ben Roethlisberger has had and pretty uncommon for OCs, I would say, around the NFL. So that's probably going to take a little bit of getting used to. But back to my plus and minus, I got three guys in the plus column, Cam Sutton, Played like an absolute beast today. We'll talk about him later, I'm sure. I thought Trey Norwood played pretty solid as well for a seventh-round pick. I know Mike Tomlin and company are high on him. You know, a lot there to be adjusted with as well. But I thought he looked solid in coverage Uh, as a rookie. Again, again, a seventh-round pick. You're not expecting to play that much, but he did. And I think there's a lot of room to grow as well. But a good baseline start for Trey Norwood. And Melvin Ingram is just an absolute tank. I've said this a couple of times uh, to whoever was listening and whoever I was talking to today. If this pace of play keeps up for Melvin Ingram and he stays healthy, it might be one of the best, if not the best, free agency acquisitions by any team all offseason because of how well he played. You know the hole that was there and left by Bud Dupree when he went in free agency, well, on the ACL injury, and then in free agency to Tennessee. I thought Alex Highsmith would do a decent job filling that, and then you throw Melvin Ingram into the situation as well. It's going to be the best pass rush if it stays healthy of any team all season. And then in my minus category, I said Dan Moore Jr. Uh, And then Terrell Edmonds as well. I thought that we didn't see a whole lot out of him. A guy that's playing for a contract, the fifth-year option, not picked up by the Steelers, so it's make or break for him. And I didn't think that he had a very particularly good game. But other than that, I I thought it was a great performance in the second half by both the offense and the defense, and like I said, man, that defense is something else.
1: Yeah, I would agree with what a lot of both of you have already said in terms of takeaways or thoughts on this game. I think a lot of what Donnie said, I'd echo in terms of the defense. Uh, watching this game, it, it didn't feel like, guys, that the Steelers could win the game in the first half. The offense was terrible in the first half and and at one point i had sent a text to one of our buddies jacob who watches uh, all the Steelers games he watched red zone today for most of, of the contest, and he was one of the people who believed in this pittsburgh steelers team going into buffalo and said i'm not really buying what josh allen has to give right now i think there will be a regression i think the steelers have a better chance in this game than most of you in pittsburgh are giving them and Uh, to his credit, he was right. In the first half, the offense was terrible. The game plan looked terrible. The play calling wasn't very good. Uh, The execution wasn't great either. The offensive line was absolutely horrible in the first half of this game. I mean, we can talk about several plays where Dan Moore Jr., the left tackle side, got absolutely blown up, where Chooks Sakorafor got blown up, where Kendrick Green and to his credit, he played a lot better, I think, in the second half of, of the football game than he did in the first half. But where all of those guys on that offensive line got blown up in the first half and you didn't have really much of a chance to have su- some success in the first half offensively. That said, the defense and the pass rush looked otherworldly in the first half and it didn't look good for Josh Allen today. And I think that's in large part because the Steelers were able to do something that they weren't able to do last year when these two teams met up, they were able to get to the quarterback and put some pressure on him. Uh, the pass rush was excellent today. Uh, TJ Watt, despite having not played in the preseason, having the contract situation we talked about on Steelers preview was excellent today. He is still just as much an animal as he was. Cam Hayward was pretty good. Uh, even even Chris Warmley wasn't that bad today. And, and Melvin Ingram, I think is going to be a, a signing that is going to be bang for your buck type, 100% quality for this Pittsburgh Steelers team. The defense was fantastic all day. And I said to Donnie before we started recording this, the defense was really good all day. The offense was terrible in the first half, but the offense was good enough in the second half. I never thought the offense played extremely well today, but they did enough in that second half to get the job done today. And the Steelers walk away with a week one victory at the buffalo bills which frankly in in terms of general thoughts is a very impressive victory because you went into buffalo that's an afc favorite and an afc east basically everybody says they're going to win the afc east and if you don't you've been living under a rock that's going into buffalo not playing that well and coming away with a pretty dang good win for the Pittsburgh Steelers here in week one. So that is uh, in terms of my thoughts, a lot of what surrounds it is bad offense in the first half, just enough in the second half but great defense the whole way through and a very big win, especially when you consider what's ahead on the schedule for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the next couple of weeks. And then in that last six or seven week span that we talked about on Steelers preview, that is awaiting the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple months down the road at this point. With that said, guys, let's flip over. Let's talk our turning points of this game. We do not have a break in this episode because the Air Force is out. Polokas is in. Our friends at Polokas are gracious enough to be presenters of this episode. So let's jump over to our turning points of the ball game today.
0: My turning point is going to be that very bizarre fourth down attempt uh, from the Bills in the second half. I, I didn't note it down, and I, I can't quite remember right now uh, off the top of my head the exact time it happened in the game but that was a big moment because the Steelers still trailed in the ball game to my knowledge whenever that play occurred and it was Cam Sutton who made the play made another tackle for loss he had two today and you know he just had a phenomenal game and I'll get to him again in a little bit but he certainly reassured me that he definitely belongs on this Steelers defense because this Steelers defense showed that it is still capable of playing at an elite level. And once that fourth down went completely against Buffalo's plan, it was a weird swing pass backwards pass to the, to the outside. And I just found the entire thing bizarre. In fact, I, I compared it to the levels of the infamous Pat McAfee fourth down play where he lined up under center uh, for the Colts a handful of years ago and just got swarmed by about eight defenders. I didn't understand it. I mean, I understand going forward on fourth down in that situation. I definitely didn't understand the play call or what kind of strategy went behind that play. And I thought it really turned things in the Steelers' favor and got things rolling for Pittsburgh after that because then you got the, the blocked punt later on. And Pittsburgh was eventually able to put
2: the game away. Yeah, I think the blocked punt could definitely be thrown into consideration for the turning point of this game. I mean, it was obviously the, the highlight of the day for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I'm going to walk it back a little bit, get a little bit more technical. About four minutes left in the third quarter, the first turnover on downs, that fourth down play, the Cam Sutton PBU. I mean, I raved about him uh, in my general thoughts. I think Cam Sutton fills a tremendous, uh, does a tremendous job filling a gap that Steven Nelson left. Uh, and he made a one heck of a play on fourth down. You look at that drive, 12 plays, 40 yards, well over four minutes, down to the Steelers' 35-yard line. It looked like Josh Allen was getting methodical, and it looked like the Bills were going to walk into the end zone and kind of separate themselves, and uh, Cam Sutton just made the play, and again, he was incredible today. And It was a huge momentum boost for the Steelers as well because you look at the next drive, turnover on downs again, and then the block punt, which put the Steelers up two scores, and that was like not the nail in the coffin per se it was still well in reach for Buffalo but that just gave the Steelers that sideline all the momentum all the hype all the energy whatever you want to call it it needed and I think that the momentum shifting to the block punt was set by two consecutive drives that that, um, were turnover on downs for the Buffalo Bills and especially the first one where like I said, Cam Sutton made one heck of a play, and it halted a, a really good Bills drive that looked like it might have scored again. So that's my turning point in the game. Cam Sutton's PBU, first turnover on downs uh, in the second half for Buffalo.
1: You're going back to Donnie's uh, turning point real quickly. That fourth down play, the negative seven-yard loss for Matt Breida, an absolutely terrible play call. Uh, but then the Steelers follow that up with a scoring drive, which is, I think is where Donnie is, is obviously picking the turning point on. That started with a Zach Gentry pass for negative two yards. Zach Gentry shouldn't see the field as much as he did today for any particular reason the rest of the year. But uh, Gentry gets a negative two-yard pass. Najee goes right guard for five yards. And then the pass interference that helped set up the touchdown after Harris's big run, the touchdown to Deontay Johnson. But my, my turning point, guys, is that next series for the Steelers' defense. And it's right before the punt. And it's not the block punt. Uh, Despite the Steelers being up 13-10 at that point when they blocked the punt and UG3 took it in for the touchdown to make it 20-10 after the PAT, I think the turning point in this game is a couple plays before that, and I think that it is the Josh Allen incomplete pass deep to Emmanuel Sanders on second down and six from the Buffalo 29. This is two plays before that punt block. The huge breakup by James Pierre was an absolutely phenomenal play in the secondary. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, frankly, was wide open until James Pierre came out of absolutely nowhere and knocked the ball away. A huge pass breakup for James Pierre. Frankly, that play for me could earn James Pierre player of the game honors. It doesn't for me, but Pierre's breakup on that play is absolutely monumental in this game. The next play, Josh Allen sacked by Cam Hayward for a minus six-yard loss, and then the punt block happens where Miles Killebrew gets in there, gets his paws on it, and it's recovered by UG3 for the nine-yard touchdown run, and the Steelers end up going up by 10 at that point. At that point, you're saying, okay, the Steelers are a stop and a score away from winning this football game and and sealing the deal in Buffalo, and uh, fortunately enough, the Steelers were able to get a stop on that next series. And I think they give a field goal in the next series after the punt block, but even still, that's still a seven point game. And then the Steelers were able to take it down and add a field goal on top of that. That was a huge drive as well in this football game. But I think that that breakup by Pierre, if that's not there, that's probably closer to Steelers territory and maybe a, Buffalo touchdown, maybe some points on the board. Instead of it being 20 to 10 with that block punt, it's a lot different. Uh, let's jump over, guys, to our player of the game. And I think there are a lot of options. And frankly, if anybody goes to the offensive side, it's not that I'll be upset at anybody, but I don't think the player of the game can come from the offense today in and, and this week one win.
0: No, I'm going with the guy I mentioned a little bit earlier. I'm going with Cam Sutton. I thought he played a fantastic game. Uh, Five tackles on the stat sheet. I mean, again, he's a cornerback. He's not a middle linebacker or, or someone that is expected to get double digits uh, of, of tackles, you know, or eight or nine tackles. Five's about the right number. And the another big one that stands out is that he had two tackles for loss. That led the team. Uh, even with guys like Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt and Melvin Ingram uh, getting after the quarterback a good bit. Sunday afternoon Cam Sutton was all over the place whenever he had to be you know he probably had his hiccups here and there uh, but he made some big plays in this ball game and he's a big reason uh, why the Steelers ended up getting the win in Buffalo a big reason why this squad is one and one but before we send it to Jack here uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Primal Instinct pre-workout by Pelocus. Uh, I never got into the whole pre-workout craze. I sort of just worked out without it forever until Primal Instinct came into play. Even after it started, I didn't jump on it right away. But after a few months, I decided to give it a try, and I love it. The taste is great. You get a great pump out of it. The workout is great. It gives you the energy to blast through a workout or push through one on a tough day without that crash afterwards. I would definitely recommend it to anyone looking to get into or try a new pre-workout method. Check out Primal Instinct pre-workout from Polokas. And remember, save 15% at checkout by using code COMEON, that's C-O-M-O-N, at polokas.com. That's
2: P-O-L-O-K-U-S dot com. I'm not going to pick an individual player. I I raved about it in the beginning, and I'm going to hopefully continue to rave about it all season. That was the best I think the Pittsburgh Steelers defense has looked in several years. Not that it looked bad per se. Obviously, it's been one of the top units in football, but it was the top unit in football today, and it wasn't even close. The player of the game for me, the unit of the game, is the Pittsburgh Steelers defense because from minute one to minute 60, they gave – Ben Roethlisberger in the offense every chance that it needed to to stay in the game they were in the game from the duration it looked like Buffalo might have pulled away in some spots especially early on and you know I think it was safe to say that the offense for Buffalo outplayed the offense for Pittsburgh in the first half by far but the defense said hey we got you and they had Ben Roethlisberger in the offense and the offense did what it needed to do to get it done and the defense did as well highlighting a couple of guys Minka Fitzpatrick 10 tackles leading the team tied with Devin Bush, who was all over the field today as well. Minka Fitzpatrick also had a a, a pass deflection. Devin Bush, the forced fumble. James Pierre, Joe Schobert, six tackles. Cam Sutton, five tackles, two TFLs, two PBUs. TJ Watt, obviously three tackles, two sacks and then the one uh, TFL as well, and then another force fumble. Obviously, he looked great. He's one of the best, if not the best, pass rushers in football. Player of the game for me, the defense. Let's roll it into week two. Bring Derek Carr and the Raiders into town, and good luck. If Josh Allen, who, uh, <laughs> who's going to be an MVP candidate for a very long time in this league, if he got rattled by this Pittsburgh defense, Derek Carr, good luck.
1: Yeah, I think the, the defense is the way to go in terms of a player of the game. And I, I don't really know when, admittedly, I'm going into talking about this as we record, and I really don't know who I would like to pick for player of the game. If I could give it to the whole defensive unit, I probably would. Uh, I would lean Minka Fitzpatrick, but I think I'm going to cop out, and I think I'm just going to go with an easy pick in, in T.J. Watt. Uh, I thought that even despite him being it looked like on a semi-snap count today for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Uh, TJ was really, really good in this game, and he only had three tackles, uh, and they were all solo tackles, but two sacks for 10 yards, had a big TFL other than that, and rushed the quarterback to hurry Josh Allen in this game five times. And I think that that is the difference for me is, and I talked about earlier and I talked about in our preview episode, how they needed to be able to get pressure on Josh Allen and force him into some hurries, force him into some bad decisions. And I think that TJ Watt was able to be the mainstay in doing that for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this win. Uh, so TJ Watt is my player of the game. Five QB hurries had the forced fumble in the strip sack. I thought he was absolutely great in, in his return to the lineup, if you will, after not playing in the preseason. But you could give it to Watt. You could give it to Cam Hayward. I thought he was great in this game. You could give it to in- Melvin Ingram. Uh, I thought he was great in this game. And I, I thought a lot of the other defenders were great. I mentioned James Pierre's big PBU in the, in the past defense. He had six tackles. Uh, didn't really see much of Joe Schobert, but he had six tackles as well. Minka Fitzpatrick, 10 tackles. I thought he was all over the field as a safety, and and he played a really good game as well. Had a pass defense in there, and uh, there were some guys on special teams that made some big plays, but the defense for me takes the calling card today. Uh, You can even go back to the beginning of the football game. Isaiah McKenzie takes that ball back inside Steelers territory, and the defense comes away with only allowing three points on that first series of the football game here in week one for the Steelers. So that is my player of the game tj watt for the steelers as the steelers move to want to know that'll be it for episode 74 of the come on network podcast in our week one steelers reaction before we go a reminder to hit the subscribe button and to rate our podcast or leave a review tell everyone that will listen they can find us on various podcast platforms including apple spotify google anchor and more follow us on social media on twitter and instagram at come on network that's c-o-m-o-n-n-e-t W O R K and on the web at come with our blog, hot takes, the podcast episodes, and our merch store. And we know you're going to miss Steelers post game commentary. We do. We know you're going to miss it, but we are not going to be doing that this year. Just take you through Steelers reactions to so make sure you tell people to listen in uh, and get some non fanboy opinions in terms of the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they do this year. So the merch store again, come on.network backslash store, our social media, come on network and the website, comeon.network. Today's episode of the Come On Network podcast is and was presented by Polokas. Check out Primal Instinct pre-workout by Polokas. Your best is good enough. And use the code, comeon, that's C-O-M-O-N, for 15% off at checkout at polokas.com. That's P-O-L-O-K-U-S.com. Until next time, stay safe. Here we go, Steelers, and come on.